0: And as long as you can tickle their ear, that'll be the church they go to. But I've got news for you. God's going to have a handful of people. God's going to have believers, and they're in pockets here and there. That's going to hunger for truth in the last days. Yes. We better thank the Lord for it all that we can. I do. I want to make these next few days of time where we can just give in and seek God and seek God together. And I know you live busy lives. I don't take away from that in the least. You've got school. you got work. You've got responsibilities. All of these things. And I do ask you take these next few days and find time alone with God. Yeah. There'll, there'll be time we come in this sur- these services tonight, Lord willing, Monday through Wednesday. But throughout that day, shut yourself in with God and hear from God. It will make a difference in the service. This yes. is not my message; it's my pre-message before the message. we're going to be. You're, you're used to Brother Ed and you're, you're here until three o'clock in the afternoon. Evening, so. hey, easy, easy. Yeah. I t- You've heard me say, you know, you, you go you go you go up north, you know, and if you preach over twenty-five minutes, they're kind of squirming, they're like, you know, okay, get to the point, you know, we figure this thing out from here. If you're in the deep south and you don't preach 45 minutes, they kind of want their money back, you know. Why oh don't you say anything? Amen. So I got three amens on this side already. If you're not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep you forever today. Amen. I, I do I do appreciate your pastor. And I do ask you, church honestly, let's let's take these next few days. And let's seek God together. The hell will fight every single service, uh-huh. but heaven will prevail. Yes, we man. pray. So glad to have my wife, and so glad to have my four girls with me this time. Amen. Hey, my wife, Erica, my oldest, Savannah, then Ashley, Annalise, and Shay, and she's back there somewhere. Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate your prayers for our family on the road. We came in uh, yesterday from uh, north uh, central Arkansas and sprayed the ice off the top of the uh, van before I could even open up anything to get down here. I'm sitting there chipping that ice away, and I'm saying, Get me out of this crazy place, to get me back to the Gulf Coast. The Lord heareth and answereth prayer. Genesis chapter 5 this morning. Genesis chapter 5. I want to begin. Now, there's a whole bunch of little scriptures, and I know, I know the sound guys hate when I have to do this, but I'm going to skip, 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 to stick up, to stay with me, okay? I'm going, Genesis 5 and verse 5, and then I want to move down to verse 8, and then verse 11 verse 14 21 through 24 and I'll, I'll stay with you, you know, with it right Genesis 5 and verse 5 and all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died verse number 8 and all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died verse 11 and all the days of Enos were 905 years and he died. 14. And all the days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. Verse 17.
1: And all the days of
0: Mahalilalolo. Were eight hundred For 895 years and he died. Verse 20, and all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Now, at this point, it just sounds like you're reading an obituary page. But then in verse 21, something changes. I mean, like a rose in the middle of a landfill, like an island in an absolute ocean of unrest. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah, verse 22, and Enoch walked with God. Yes. And after he begat Methuselah 300 years, he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years, verse 24. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. Yes. Over and over and over. We read somebody lived, they died. Another lived, they died. Another lived, they died. Edith walked with God. And he was not. He was. He walked. He was not. One more verse of Scripture, sound man, forgive me for making your job extra difficult. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 5. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. I love this. He pleased God. I simply want to speak to us this morning simply on this thought, and I I, I won't keep us very long. The rapture. The rapture. Father, would you be so kind to speak your word through us today? I'm asking you in faith, Lord, let me not just talk about you, but Lord, let me speak for you today. I pray, God, may our hearts be searched and may our lives be ready. Will you remind us, God, today that your coming is coming soon, Lord. It may be be before this day is over. It may be before this message is finished. It may be before, God, we finish this prayer. I pray, God, let every heart, let every life be searched, God. Let every heart be in tune with the Lord. Let every last man, woman, boy, and girl in this house be ready for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. For this we give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we do pray. And everyone said, amen. And then shake somebody's hand. Or how are you doing here this Or just wave if that's how you work. I don't know. Tell me glad to see you this morning. Amen. I'm going to hear me today. The Bible teaches you and me that there is a man who was physically, bodily, translated from heaven without dying. I know men say it's a hoax. I know men say it's it's a uh, some type of farce. It cannot be. But that's exactly what the Bible teaches you and me. There was a man many years ago, and he was complaining about the world situations to Mark Twain. He's talking about how bad the world was getting, and Mark Twain looked back at him and said, "I wouldn't worry about it too bad. You're not going to get out alive anyway." Well can I tell you something friend Enoch did get out alive Elijah did get out alive And there will be men and women That do get out alive The Bible speaks to you and me today That there is a literal rapture For the born again child of God That's looking unto him As author and finisher of the faith That's walking in the spirit of God That's got their eyes tuned in Their heart tuned in Their mind tuned in Whose love is not in this world But in the world to come And I look to God will Every last man, woman, boy, and girl here would say, Lord, let me be ready for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. Let my family be ready. Let my children be ready. Let my neighbors be ready. Let my life be ready. Your coming soon. I've said it. You've said it. We've said it. In fact, if you ever hear another preacher say it, do me a favor. Don't, don't look down your theological nose at him. Just say amen. But how many of you have ever heard somebody say, I read the back of the book. And what happens? We win, right? Yes. I believe that, don't you? But here's the good news. You don't have to wait to get right. to the back of the book. Right. Yes. I read the front of the book. Yeah. And guess what? We win. You'll find that we win in Revelation but all I can tell you is Right at the old start of the word of God Here's what I know We win There's a prophecy Yes it's out there That serpent's going to bite his heel But thank God that Savior's going to crush that serpent's head That's not Revelation That's Genesis Yes throughout the New Testament You see the signs Amen or rather you see the foreshadowings Of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ But you don't have to wait till you get to you don't have to wait till you get the book of Revelation. Right there in Genesis is the foreshadowing, it's the promise of what was so forth for you and me. The man that walks with God will one day be translated. Can you give him praise? Yeah, come on. Yeah. 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 I love Genesis and I love both those books. Glorious. I love it. In the first two books of Genesis, there's no doubt. Last two book of Revelation, guess what? Last two chapters of Revelation, no devil. Hallelujah. The book ends of the Bible. Right there in Genesis, you see it right there in Revelation. And in fact, if you go back and look at Revelation, and then Jesus says, Amen. it's for those things that were, it's for those things that are, and it's those things that will soon be hereafter. And if you're ever looking for a division in the book of Revelation, there's your three parts, the past, the present, and the prophetic. It's not an evil. Divided book. At first, chapter deals with the past. Chapters two and three deal with the present. But chapter four and all deals with the soon coming. Amen. The things here to And Amen. Soon to come. That tribulation period. And can I tell you, you and I are right on the precipice of that today. We're right at the end of this thing. We're seeing as is it, is it unpro- 아이, un- unfolds before us. We know that it's soon and there is soon. Get your house ready. Get your heart ready. The Lord is. And so it is here in Genesis. We see a picture of a rapture. Howbeit one man, it's a foreshadowing of what will happen to those that are alive and remain when Jesus Christ comes again. I know they call that cultic in some areas. I don't believe, I believe it's biblical. Say amen. You don't have to hang your head over a literal belief in the literal right. return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Tell you some friend, I don't care how many doctoral degrees that they have, if they don't believe in the literal return of Jesus right. Christ, you turn Dr. Sounding brass off. I don't care if he's got his PhD, I don't care how many years he's been in seminary. Listen, you can be educated and unsanctified at the same time. And all that makes is a pretty clever devil. Come on, say amen. You have to have a preacher that couldn't spell cat, hat, and rat and yet preach you the truth that a man can speak with eloquent words and take your eyes off the soon coming of Jesus Christ say amen. I don't care how many books they sell. I don't care how many conferences they speak at. Give me that old time word of God. Give me that truth that's still here Enoch is his name. He walks with God. In fact, he walks with God in a wicked and perverse generation. Sound familiar? Yeah. The situations in which he lives his life is a picture of how we live our life today. Now friend, you won't find this in the Bible, but according to Jewish tradition, according to the Jewish tradition, Enoch would have been born on the same day that those Jews would have celebrated the feast of Pentecost. On the day that's the birth of the church, we see a day of a birth of a man by the name of Enoch. A birth of a man who pictures the rapture itself. Amen. Now some people may not realize this, but Enoch is a contemporary with Adam. He and Adam would have both walked together, talked together. Adam's still alive when Enoch's the there. Adam, the first man, he's a mere 622 years old. Whenever Enoch is born, he lives to be 930. He walks with And Somebody said, no, brother, that's just, do you really believe that all of those people lived that long at the beginning of the book of Genesis? Here's my best, deepest theological response. Yes. Okay, back to the message. So he's walking with Adam. He's living with Adam. He hears Adam's stories. He's he spoken to Adam. I wonder how many times did old Grandpa Adam put Enoch on his knee and said, let me talk to you about what it was like with a It's one thing and say, okay, everybody on the couch, you're getting 15 minutes of Jesus coming soon. (laughs) Okay. It's another thing to sit at that table, take a bite, talk to your wife about the goodness of the Lord, and let them little ears hear you. It's another thing to go down the road and sing a song as I and let them hear the goodness of the Lord in your life. I'm just saying, and you're rising up, and you're sitting down, and you're coming in, and you're going out, and then talk to them about the Lord, talk to them about how he's coming soon, put it forefront in their mind again. Let them know you can have all the treasures of this life, but you won't be able to take any of that to heaven. Hold light to the things of this world. Hold tight to the things that are to come. Lord, help us again to have a hunger to go to heaven, to have a hunger that says, oh, Jesus, I want my life right with you. You know. There's a time the old timers would tell us, man, you didn't have to you not have to lock your car, you didn't have to lock your door, good night, you you know, you know where you you know where you kept your, your keys at in your truck. you'd lose them if you did. Try doing that at Walmart now. <laughs> Say amen. amen. Well. Enoch is living in perverse days just like you and I. Yes. Now here's the irony. He lives in a wicked time. But he also lives in a time where he has first-hand information about God Almighty. He walks with Adam. He says, Adam, what's God like? And Adam could say, da-da-da-da, he'd fill in the blank. Any question that Enoch has... Friend, he can go to Adam and try to get an answer for him. And yet, as much knowledge is presented to Enoch, equal to that amount is absolute wickedness in that land. Can I tell you, we have come back full circle now. Because any question, about any question you can think of in the Bible, amen, 30 years ago you couldn't do this and say what does it mean in this and you have all the information in the palm of your hand but if you ever found it, it ironic that in a world that has all the information they can find about biblical stories and biblical facts yet you equal that to a world that's never been more wicked and never been more wild I appreciate Bible schools, but I look at some of them boys, and I go, "You know everything I've ever told you. If you would just take time, you could figure this out yourself without coming here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all there, and yet we live in a world of absolute wickedness, Come on. Yeah. absolute perversion. <coughs> yeah. Things that I will not say, things that I prefer not to say, simply because there are little ears in this all building. Right. And you know what? I don't even want to expose them to that kind of garbage." I know, now listen, I, you, we don't live our head, We don't put our head in the sand, we don't put our head in the dirt. And we've had to deal with some of those things in certain settings we do. I'm telling you, there's some things, I don't want my children to even be exposed to that kind of trash and garbage out there. There'll come a time they have to face it, but not until they do. Paul said, be simple concerning evil. In other words, just be like a child when it comes to that. You ain't got to know all the trash that's out there. You ain't got to know all the garbage that's out there. You ain't got to Google every ungodly thing out there. If there's anything true, if there's anything wrong anything just, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise, you think on those things. You keep your mind on the, keep your mind on the coming of the Lord. Not how trashy this world is. Not what you sin they're coming up with. Lord, let my slate be cleaned. You'll soon to returned. He lives in the world. Genesis speaks of, when it speaks of the layback. Lamech here, the Bible says in chapter 4, verse number 19, Lamech take, takes into himself two wives. It's the first time we ever see that in the Bible. He openly begins to, to cr- cr- create, uh, amen, multiple wives. And verse number 23, it says unto Adam and Zillah, those were his wives, Hear my voice, she wipes a little hearken unto my speech, I have slain a man. It's almost as if he's proud of it. He's got swagger, he's got <coughs> Bravo. Hey, look at me. I just took that man out. Listen, friend. Two things that mark Enoch's hour. Two things that mark our hour. Vice and violence. Yeah. Vice and violence. Come on. No restraints. Men do exactly what they want to do. Exactly when they want to do it. Exactly how they want to do it. In a world that's filled with absolute violence. The gorier it is, the more they run to it. The grosser it is, the faster they get to it. If it's not bloody enough, they'll go to something else and get it more bloody and gross. If not, it's not more graphic, they'll run to something. And taste. And the Bible said the soul that loveth violence, God hates. Don't fill your mind with the violence of this world. Don't fill your mind with the trash of this world. Oh, well, let your heart be hungry for the Lord and say, God, I realize the times that He was living in were permissive times. They were full of violence. They were full of vice. But so are these days, oh God. So let me be ready for your coming in times like this. Yeah, yeah. Friends, they were permissive. Interestingly, they were quite progressive. We think of them as Stone Age men. We think of them as just an IQ of about 35. Wrong. They were brilliant. They were learning things. They were discovering things. You have to I don't want to dig too deep here this morning. But in Genesis 4 and 17, Cain knew his wife. She conceived a bare Enoch. Now this is another Enoch. This is not God's Enoch. He builded a city and called the name of the city. And after the name was his son Enoch. In verse 22, Amen. Zillah, she bare also Tubal Cain, an instructor of every artifact in brass and iron. Here are men that are learning to use tools, that are learning to construct cities, their brains. It just seems like knowledge is abounding there. And as all that knowledge is abounding and all that knowledge is there, guess what? In the middle of that, the Lord comes down and says, Inside of the world, that's so proud of their accomplishments. Still walking with me, and I'm gonna translate him. Right, right. Apply that to your own heart. Mm. It's amazing. Talk to your granddaddy. Ask him, if you'd 30 if you'd have been a boy and you could have said everything you ever said they're gonna record, he'd have said, No, son, ain't nothing like that ever gonna happen. It does. It does. Well, brother, that's just don't you know I have to push the record in order to Are you sure about that? (laughs) Why is it? Now, now, don't get. There's one man said, "I'm having to get new conspiracy theories because all my old ones keep coming true. It's a problem." (laughs) Why is it that you can mention something, 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 and I'm telling you what? Two days later, it's all in your feet, huh? Yes. That's complete coincidence, and because this is recorded for quality control assurance, we're not blaming anybody for that. Thank you, Jesus. St. same here. Everything. In every place. Recorders everywhere. You can't walk outside anywhere without something recording something about your life. All I'm telling you is we live in a world where technology has exploded. We live in a world where vice and violence is on every corner. We're living in a world that very much mirrors the world. of It may not be in the exact same way as far as that, not technology. But nevertheless, they were men that were progressive. And here's what happens in verse 16 of chapter 4. Cain went out from the presence of God. It shows a generation that does not come to God. It shows a generation that runs from the Lord. Enoch in his time was a world full of sin. But can I tell you Enoch in his testimony was a man life walking with God but something happens in his life and he begins to walk with the Lord Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters there was a time roughly about 65 years he's doing his own thing but evidently he hears from God now can I tell you something about it I don't have faith, you don't have faith Faith that have faith outside of hearing the Word of God. You may have strong feeling, but you don't have strong faith outside of hearing from the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the what? The Word of God. That's right. Amen. Don't you put your faith in just your feelings. Don't you put your faith in an economy. Dear God, don't put your faith in some political leaders, especially not in nowadays. Right. Friend, you can put your faith in the word of God. Amen. Right. God sends the man this warning. How would you say it's a warning? Why would you say it's a warning? He names this baby Methuselah. Some of you already know what that name means but let me share it with you again. Literally, that name Methuselah would mean when he dies, judgment is coming. Or when he is gone, judgment comes. I don't want Amen. you and I say Methuselah, but that man knows when that baby boy dies, judgment's on the way.
1: In the very year
0: that Methuselah dies, Noah's flood takes place. Brother well, right. Estes, you believe God would share that with somebody? I believe you would. Why do you say that? Because Amos chapter 3 verse 7 says this, Surely the Lord God will do nothing but He reveal His secret unto His servants, the prophets. Somewhere, it may not be your favorite preacher, but somewhere before the Lord does something catastrophic like that, he reveals it to somebody's heart. He reveals it to one of us. That's what Amos 3 verse number 7 says. The Lord shows it. Listen, there is a warning, there's rather a word or a warning from God. 969 years, the long-suffering of God and the fuseless life. Somebody said you preachers are always talking about the second coming. It hadn't happened yet. Have you ever thought about the long suffering of God? And the reason that it hadn't happened yet is because maybe the Lord's reaching for one more service for somebody. One more time for somebody. And yes, we've had to live through pandemics. And yes, we've had to live through problems. But it's the long suffering of God saying I'm still waiting on that one last person to turn around and make me savior in their life. I'm still waiting on that child that grew up inside a church to come back and say I was a fool for ever leaving the priest. Word, he's been 969 years refusing was alive, but it's the long suffering of God to try to let somebody go. His judgment's on the way. Somebody said, "Oh, preacher, you, you're, you're using fear. Let me tell I would rather scare people into hell or heaven, rather than lull people into hell. All right. All, right. All right, I'd rather fear people into heaven yeah. than lull people into hell. Come on, and for those, for your." Praise God for your favorite creature. It just tells you whatever struggles are, there's seven easy steps and you can have your best life right now. Come on. Touch one of your gods, amen. Can I just remind you, you don't want your best life right here. Right, right. If this is my best life, what does the life to come look like? I am living this life for the court to live again. Yeah. Everything we do is with one thought in mind: the future, the future, the future. We live for the future. We pray for the future. We sacrifice for the future. We live this life for the future because this world is not our home. We're only passing through. We're pilgrims. We're strangers. We don't act like it. We don't look like it. We don't walk like it. We don't talk like it. We stretch out and reach for the love of God. from God. Now remember, beloved, fear is not enough. Fear has to be mixed with faith. God gives him warning. God gives him word. How many times did he knock on Adam's door and say, uh, Hey, uh, I need to talk to you for just a minute. I don't know what, but there's been some things that's been dealing with my heart. And Adam, I I know that you heard things that he said. You talk to me about it. God gives Enoch warning, God gives Enoch word. And friend, if you've had warning, you've had word, count yourself blessed right. because that man that has warning and word now can have a walk with God. Yeah. Man. Hallelujah, man. he walks with God. So listen, all y'all go to that church down there. They, they they preach on everything. They just against everything. Let me tell you something. I'm glad for the old-fashioned preacher that right. had pointed his finger right in my face. Right. And said, I'm trying to help you. You don't yeah. want to go from that road. You don't want to live that life. You'd rather have warning than somebody like that simply tickles your ears. Lord, give me warning. Give me word. Because you know why? I want to walk with you, Jesus. You want to walk because I don't want to stay in this wicked world. This thing's bad enough, man. I'm getting out as soon as I can. Amen. I'm here. And Blessed us here with, but I'm letting it all go, and I'm gonna say hello. To walk with God. He learns to walk with God, the Holy Ghost. He learns to walk with God inside his house, just like outside of his house. All right. come, on. Yeah. come on, come on, friends. One man saying, "If you can just be a Christian inside your house, you can probably be a Christian anywhere." <laughs> Amen. You mean tell me, brother, I say, y'all, everything's just perfect and just hunky dory? Listen, there's times you get tired, we get tired, everybody gets tired. And I'm telling you, you've got to learn to walk with God inside of your home. you got to learn to love those people and love others around you. You've got to learn to let the presence of God be there as well. And then don't let it be a strange thing for them children to see you praying. I have literally been around families where they felt it awkward if they ever saw their dad praying inside the house. And I just... And shatter that to a thousand bajillion pieces. Daddy, let them see you pray. Mama, let them hear you pray. Let them see you weep. Let them see you intercede. Don't let it be a strange thing. Let it be a custom. If that let them go up with a testimony. And I remember when I could hear her pray. When I could. kid and all of a sudden if you didn't grow up in Pentecost, you may not have done this you walk inside that house and you couldn't find your mom you know it you know it and for a split second you thought you missed it didn't you <laughs> so I'm going tell you what I left my bike out in the front yard when daddy done told me 500,000 times don't oh, leave your bike in the front yard This your bike put it up I went down to my cousin's house he's about three or four houses down walked back couldn't find mom. Couldn't find dad. Couldn't find Marty. Couldn't even find my bike. They got raptured, and the bike got raptured. Right? And I knew I missed it. Blew it big time. You know what that did? As a little boy, it put a godly fear inside my heart. It put a godly fear inside my heart. Just the other week, I was talking to a pastor. He said years ago, his daddy, and they kind of had it like a shotgun-shaped church. It wasn't a very long church he was talking about, have you heard the sound of the trumpet yet? Have you heard the sound of the trumpet? And he's just preaching on and on about the sound of the trumpet. And finally, he has a guy bust in the back door and he begins to scream, he's here, he's here. Well, good night. And you know, all it takes is one person open the door and about 95% turn around and look, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, anybody bust in that back door, sure enough, I mean, everybody turned around and looked. And he already picked out people in front. He said, when that door opens, I said, I want you to bow down where they can't see you in front of that pew. And he said, I am going to bow down behind this school Sure enough, they all looked back around, and that preacher wasn't there. That first four rows wasn't there either. He said, At first, they began to cry out. Yes. He said, About two weeks later, he got phone calls saying, How could you make me so mad? Hey, I'd rather tell a truth that first hurts and then heals than rather tell a lie. Well, and a person may feel good at first all right. and then destroy. It. I ain't talking about deception. I ain't talking about sliding a hand, but I am telling you this Jesus is coming soon. The Lord is soon to return. And friend, yes, we live in an awful time, but do you realize in times just like this, you can have a testimony just like His that says, I've walked with the Lord. Yes, wickedness was on my left, wickedness was on my right, but I kept my He didn't die, he went to heaven Amen, they didn't have a funeral Amen, he was translated He didn't go to a tomb He went to glory Somebody say amen Amen. Amen. One day he is there The next he's not Sound familiar? One day he is there And then he's gone Jared is daddy whatever. I ain't found it! I haven't I found him! I haven't found him! You know the problem is, don't you? He's been going down there to Adam's again. Every time he comes back, he's got this weird look in his eyes talking about crazy stuff. Best thing to do is not go down that place no more. They make you feel bad if you're not right. Oh, timeout. Just, you know, sometimes you feel anointed and sometimes you feel aggravated. That a certain church wouldn't pay you where for 100 bucks. 200, we got a deal. I mean, Holy Ghost conviction failed. But they there? God's power I means grace was there. And we had, it was, it was a youth event. And there was about half of those kids I and mean, there. They were weeping before God. And there was about another half. And they were just kind of sitting around looking. And right at the end of that altar call, this guy gets out there puts his little box guitar in. And he says, You know, Worst thing I have to do is just feel bad in God's house. and I don't want anybody leaving here feeling bad. I thought, what? I'm not talking about just condemning people. But friend, there are such things as old-time conviction. Yeah, you, Lord. I'm talking about condemnation. I'm talking about godly conviction. It says, Lord, if there's any wicked way within me, deal with me. Right. Search me. Yep. Talk to me, God. Don't let me deceive myself. Let tell you something. We can deceive ourselves. That's right. That's we can right. deceive ourselves. You talk to most people. You'll ask them, you think you're ready to go to heaven. The first thing they say is, well, I'm a pretty good person. Compared to who? Compared to what? You don't look at a piece of trash in a ditch and say, because I'm bigger than that trash, I'm better than that trash. Ain't no one of us here that's good enough to go to heaven. Ain't no one of us here that's good enough on our own. You must be born again. You must walk with the Lord. His testimony, Are you ready this morning? Is your house in order? Is your heart in order? Is your life in order? You know what you know, what you know, and if you came back right now, heaven would be your home. Somebody say amen. Yes, Hallelujah. Let's ask this heavenly this morning, please. Thank you. Sometimes, sometimes we don't need new information. We just need to be remembered of old principles. Amen. So I come to you this morning not pulling some rabbit out of the hat with some fresh revelation, no but I do come to you this morning reminding you of 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16 the Lord himself shall descend from heaven <laughs> with a shout of the voice of the archangel the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord So It's happening, it's happening too. <laughs> I say unto you this day, search your hearts, come unto me, I will no eyes cast you out. I am willing to help you, I am willing to lead you. I desire that your heart be prepared. I desire that your heart be ready. I come to you this morning and say if you will come unto me, I will lead you and guide you and cleanse you and touch your life, Somebody slip your hand up to heaven and give a praise in this place. No doubt when no one is building that ark, there's a time where there's banging and clamoring. But then there comes a time where there's smooth, finishing touches. Y'all that's been in this way for long enough, you can remember Man, back in the 80s, back in the 90s, couldn't night every third service was a message about the coming of the Lord. Those preachers hammered and hammered and hammered. So I said, well, I don't hear that anymore. You want to know why? We're now at these sick, and Every now and again, the Lord softly reminded you, I'm coming again. Get ready prepared, it's finishing up. It won't, listen, if violence marked the return of the Lord, we're there. If apostasy marked the return of the Lord, we are there. But the court, I heard about a little girl years ago in an old country house school and a man came by and he said, I'll be back and whenever I do, whoever has the cleanest desk, I'm going to give a prize to. You. That little girl, she thought, she thought, there I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that prize. The only problem was, she wasn't really known for having a clean desk. So she told all those other boys and girls in that school, she said, I, I, I'm going to get that prize. And they just laughed at her. They said, what are you going to do? She said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to clean my desk every Monday. They laughed. They said, <laughs> What if he comes back on Friday? She said, I'm going to clean my desk every morning. They said, what if he comes back in the evening? She stopped. She looked up. She said, "I, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep it clean. I'm just going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep the slate clean. I'm going to keep my heart clean. I'm not going to let bitterness, I'm not going to let back body, I'm not going to let backslide, I'm going to let any new sink in my life, because Jesus is coming soon. And one day by the corner they say, yeah, he was here. But he's not. That's right. Walk Walk in the spirit. Be filled with the spirit. Live in the spirit. Yarn for his way in your life. Heed his warning, heed his word, walk in his light, and soon and very soon, we shall be with Him forever. Forever. Heads bowed, eyes closed, hearts open, please.